platforms and just do that for a week or two and then move on does that not give you the same reach as um maybe having an e3 show yeah you're not talking to them but you can set up videos and do all that stuff still through you know the video game channel so um i think right now e uh e3 has to kind of understand what who they are and what is the purpose of their show especially now in a world where covid exists and all these gatherings can be very toxic right Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I'm very curious because I know they restarted. I think PAX has started, so I'm really curious to see how PAX you know breaks out. I'm curious if San Diego Comic Con is still doing their um, convention and their rules. Are they limiting the amount of people that could go to it? You know how all that's going to handle how they're going to handle that and you know COVID. Um, but um, yeah, I mean this to me. I think this is a, a death knell for. Uh, for electronic art, I mean, excuse me, like Charles, for electronic expo, entertainment electronic expo. Um, I think this is a death knell for E3. And it was a long time coming, right? I think we started seeing it before the, the virus hit. This is just, you know, one of the last nails in the coffin before we put it to rest. back to another episode of shoot the shit uh with me as always my partner in crime mr two beers what's up nada nada i'm glad to be out tonight i hope everybody uh is enjoying their weekend enjoying their friday night but uh beers aside from the internet man what's up man oh nada nada man can't complain how about yourself oh i didn't get slapped for telling a joke (laughs) if if that's the case Oh, that fucking slap, man. Yeah, man. That seems to be the topic of everything, man. Everything. Everybody's talking about it. You know what it means, whose side you're on, repercussions, all of it. And for those who are maybe living under a rock, we are referring to Will Smith slapping Chris Rock during the Oscars uh, on Sunday night. Uh, something that seemed to shake up the uh, not only America, but a lot of other countries that were watching it. <laughs> they were definitely surprised by it. Oh. It's crazy, man. It's crazy that we're going to... That we're, we're, we're going from into this thing. But uh, before before we do, before we do, um, let's, let's, let's have some little bit of talk, and then I guess I'll continue with the uh, monologue uh, itself. And then um, we could we could definitely go into you know everything else, um, but uh, before we get into that beers, what is new with you, man? You play anything? You like anything? What's what's good with you, man? Man, I'm um I'm still uh, getting in the I'm still playing Tunic, and like the fact that they can tell so much story without actual like audio and words is it's really bringing that nostalgia factor back it's, yeah 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 i love it <laughs> yeah i haven't had a chance really to play uh tunic or a chance to get tunic uh but uh yeah at least from when i started it seemed pretty good but um yeah uh for me everything is you know like i said new puppy new life trying to get acclimated get him acclimated to us and us acclimated to him uh, he's been a very rambunctious little guy, and uh, yeah, it's a lot of learning uh, from that standpoint. In fact, I was going to do a um, a monologue based on my dog and uh, learning 
uh, okay. from the doghouse going to basically talk about how people should probably get an animal and learn, you know, from raising an animal before they jump into, you know, a kid. Uh, that was going to be one of my earlier monologues, but uh, no, no, we're not, we're not going to talk about Will Smith per se, but uh, we're going to talk about Will Smith in this monologue. And uh, right now, the thing I want to address in my monologue is the idea that black people are a monolith. Um, a lot of talk that's come from from this monologue itself. Um, excuse me, that's my dog coughing. So the thing, the thing about being a with being a monolith is that um, when you see when the slap happened, and we'll get into it. I don't really want to talk about. It. I want this to be our last discussion on the slap. Everybody's talked about it to death, <laughs> and I'm sick of it. But um, one of the things that you hear, especially from the black community, uh, is that you should know better. You know, white folks is watching us, and you're ruining it for all of us. And this uh, whole idea I, of, of monolith, <laughs> and it comes, it's, it's old school, right? This is old school idea. So for those who don't understand why why this happens and why we have this understanding, is because back when when we when our parents were young, there wasn't a lot for us, right? There wasn't a lot of firsts for us. Everything was like first, right? Getting like a first, um, a lawyer, doctor, you know, not really so much as that, but in the area, a lot of stuff wasn't really black led, uh, per se, right? And a lot of the bigger things that we see on TV and so forth was really pioneer uh, during our parents' era, or maybe even before that, our grandparents' era, depending on how old you are, um, you know, with civil rights movements and so forth. So at the time when black people didn't have you know, many rights or um, they didn't get a lot of opportunities within this country of America. Um, we had to hold ourselves at a higher standard to be acceptable, which is where this whole monolith uh, belief comes from, right? Uh, if you were a black person, you couldn't act a fool. You had to work, you know, 300, 400 times more or harder than anybody else. And you 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 had to basically take the whole culture and race on your shoulder and be an example of what we can be to try to get people to accept us, right, into uh, their community and give us those opportunities. So with that inbred, at least from my, you know, from my grandmother's side, you know, that was inbred into my mom and my father. Um, and of course, that was brought into my, you know, my way of thinking. But I think the one thing that we've seen with a lot of um, what we see on the news and injustices of the world is that people come to believe and understand that it doesn't matter whether or not you believe yourself to be a monolith or a view. They're going to think that way about you no matter what. Right. Um, yep. If we're going to push our way through it, we're going to push our way through it. But fuck what they think. Um, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock does not set black people back a thousand years. It does not prove that we're all violent. It doesn't. Because uh, we could go into other stuff like Ezra Miller or other people. Because if we take that, then I, under that understanding, I must believe that all white men and women are monoliths. And I must believe that most white men are child molesters and rapists. I must believe that all white men are domestic terrorists. And I must, you know, um, I must understand, you know, these are the things, right? No one ever looks at other races for these type of standards and these stereotypes. It's only applied to us. 
And I think we as a people need to get past that idea, right? What happened when I'm only getting to what happened on the stage was horrible, right? Uh, No matter which way you look at it, no matter whose side you take, it was horrible. We'll get into that later. But that does not set black people back. That's not who we are. And, And that action is not... It doesn't. It's not a representation of who we are. And if anybody questions or says or does anything for thinking that is, they're in the wrong. Period. And clearly, they don't understand anything, and their their biases and bigotry um, will only will blind them to actually seeing the actual truth. And they can't be helped. They can't be helped. So my so coming to it, we are not a monolith. My actions does not dictate you know, the black community and who they are. I will do the best that I can to represent my culture, my people, my race, but it's mainly for myself and my family and my family name is who I represent. That's who I'm a monolith of, but not for our whole fucking culture. I am not the same person as Jay-Z and not the same person as a black kid in California who skates sports. I am not the same as anybody else. I do not represent them as a whole. (laughs) I am my own individual and everybody needs to be judged based on that. And that's my monologue for this week. Good shit, man. Good shit. Yeah, man. Fucking uh, Will Smith, man. (laughs) <laughs> I wanted to talk about being doggy daddies, but no, Will Smith, man. Yeah, you know how much I've I've uh, screamed to the top of my lungs how much I hate that uh the the fucking term black on black crime. I cannot stand that shit. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah. You, you yeah. Just put it out there. Yeah, yeah, man. That's all. That's just it's like just fuck out of there with that yeah. shit. Stop it, man. Stop it. Stop it. These are these are microaggressive. Um, situations made to just make us look bad and make our climb higher. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Because there's plenty of white on white crime. <laughs> when you go in those rich suburban areas and they're stealing from each other and doing all kinds of crazy shit, there's plenty of that and they don't report any of that. All this domestic terrorism that we keep seeing, there's plenty of that and they don't ever report or give stats on that. So I don't want to hear it. Yep. Oh man, you ready? You ready? Good. Thank you. Thank you. You you ready to get into this foolishness, man? I certainly am. Awesome. 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 All right. So let's let's start off real quickly with a little bit of gaming. Uh, News came down from IGN and everything that uh, basically E3 for 2022 has been officially canceled. Uh, We have verified with the ESA they won't be holding the physical or digital show this year. Um, also with that, the, uh, game awards is now moving from the, you know, the normal July, August timeframe to June. So they will be handling a lot of the E3 presentations. This is all coming from Jeff Keighley. Uh, E3 says that they're, they're changing it for 2023. There's a lot of things that may, <laughs> you know, influence this, but I thought that they were making the change for 2022. What's your thoughts on the beers? Tell me what you feel about this. How you feel about it? Do you think this is the end of E3, which we've talked about many times before on the show? <laughs> and um, and what do you think is the cause of um, them basically killing the show, at least for 2022? Thinking it's probably one of those things where like um, there were too many different ideas in the back on how to handle it. There's probably there were people there were probably people there that were against doing another digital uh, show and one of the uh, live show, 
and let's be honest, there's so many people who have pulled out of E3 now and do their, but funny enough, still do their shows right around E3. So it still seems like it's a part of E3. There's probably so much of that going on that like, uh, like without getting people to commit, they were probably like, uh, it's going to be a lackluster show. Like we know uh, we know Xbox would have been there no matter what, but outside of that, they were probably hard spent to try to find anybody else to uh to uh sign up for it. I wanna say at this point it's probably it looks like it's dead, like for real, for real this time. But at the same time, it's a whole year away. The right person may actually step in step into it, like somebody who is like um somebody who who doesn't jump over somebody who's not on the other side of the age gap, somebody who understands how these viral uh, moments and these uh, and marketing and everything works. They might put together a program that completely refreshes and rebirths E3. And who knows, like they may come back to the, uh, to be the big dog that they were next year. But other than that, I think it, I think the, the torch is like, the torch is uh is being passed not willingly to uh Summerfest. And I think they're gonna become the new E three basically. Okay dope. Okay dope. Um this is a very interesting thing when I think about it. And when I like alright, so we don't cover really as much COVID news on here, but there is of course another string coming out. Um I've been seeing articles about it pop up, popping up and it's starting, you know, spreading very rapidly in other countries. I know it's here in America, even though we don't really report on it. Uh, you know, we got to keep working. Economy, folks. <laughs> Fuck if you die. Just keep the economy, economy going. It's worth more than your life. Yep. Yep. And if it wasn't the economy, it would be Wall Street under, you know, Trump. So either way, get your asses out there and work. But um, yep. I think... I think E3 as itself is a problem because of the way the virus uh, works and how many issues California has. It's very hard to do E3 without it being a giant breeding ground, right? Getting everybody sick, you know, all the attendees, the people who are coming, the people who are demoing. It's very hard to do that, you know, and not get everybody sick. Um, Mm -hmm. And I know you were thinking, hey, we could go with... We could go with um, a uh, digital only. The problem, I think, with digital only is that it, it costs so much money to do it, right? You got to set up servers and all this other stuff. You know, not to say that, you know, uh, IGN, GameSpy, and other people, Twitch couldn't handle a lot of that stuff. But um, I guess, it w- like, if you did it, if they did E3, it would probably be closed, right, anyway, to the public. So the public wouldn't be seeing it, and then you would just have different companies like IGN and all them walking around playing demos and giving reports, which they already do right now. So it kind of defeats the purpose of E3, where before, yes, it was for, you know, companies, you know, to come in and see games and decide, you know, how much they're going to buy and all that stuff. But as time grew and uh, we our generations moved on, we started moving to more digital delivery it later became more of a celebration for gaming fans, right? Because that was the whole mm-hmm. difference. You had the, um, the uh, what are the ones in Boston? Um, Pax, um, 
what are they called? Uh, packs. Yeah, the pack shows. You had those really for the gamers, and the E3 was businesses, even though you had a lot of gamers for it. But then I believe before COVID came, at least a year or two, they're trying to move it towards now being for them and starting to charge people now um, outside the industry to be able to come to these shows. And of course, COVID came and shut a lot of stuff. So E3 right now, where they are and what they represent is they're at a standstill. They really don't know what the show is. And I think that them canceling is a reflection of that. Um, mm-hmm. um, so next thing is they keep talking about next year, but they have to set up an infrastructure of what they're going to do. And I think what you I think you nailed it. We were talking about people being there, right? Um, a lot of companies stepped away. Sony no longer presents. I think Nintendo just does a Game Direct, um, which they give a video for. They really don't really present there. Uh, EA is already gone. You know, they stepped out of it, which is another big company. They were company. like the first, weren't they? Mm, I think Sony was, but uh, might oh, have been, okay. I mean, it might have been EA. It might have been. Right, so you're losing EA, which is a huge, huge company, right? So Activision would typically be there, but if everything goes, excuse me, they're all Microsoft, so that would be basically under the Microsoft booth, so they would be there, but under Microsoft, same thing with Bethesda. So, like, you look at other countries, and, right, you got other companies, countries coming over, and you got to understand with COVID, you got to clear all these vaccination stuff. It's just a hassle, right? And it's probably easier and better for them. And then from a company standpoint, right, you're spending all this money on booths, demos, kits, and all this other stuff. What is it worth, right? Um, does it does it really impact your sale, right? Having it that way, is it better for you as a company just around E three just to do demos and just deliver demos, similar to how Steam does this summer game fest, and they do demos for like a week or two of all of these indie games? Does it make sense from a big business standpoint to just do that, right? And have them delivered on your Xbox platforms on your you know PlayStation platforms, on your Steam platforms and Epic platforms, and just do that for a week or two and then move on. Does that not give you the same reach as um, maybe having an E3 show? Yeah, you're not talking to them, but you can set up videos and do all that stuff still through, you know, the video game channel. So um, I think right now e, uh, E3 has to kind of understand what who they are and what is the purpose of their show, especially now in a world where COVID exists and all these gatherings can be very toxic, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm very curious because I know they restarted, I think PAX has started. So I'm really curious to see how PAX, you know, breaks out. I'm curious that San Diego Comic-Con is still doing their um, convention and their rules. Are they limiting the amount of people that could go to it? you know, how all that's going to handle, how they're going to handle that and, you know, COVID. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, this to me, I think this is a, a death knoll for, uh, for Electronic Art. I mean, excuse me, not Electronic Arts. For Electronic Expo, Entertainment Electronic Expo. Um, I think this is a death knoll for E3. And it was a long time coming, right? I think we started seeing it before the, the virus hit. This is just, you know, one of the last nails in the coffin before we put it to rest. Yep. Sad time, sad time. But we got to very, go. We very. got to go to him. Meet Cliff Blazinski yeah. amongst other people. Yeah, it was a fun time. It was fun time. Definitely was a fun time. Yeah, but it'll definitely be missed because I kind of miss going to E three, right? You know, all of us and Mega, you know, going out there and having fun. It was a fun thing to do, and it's no longer there. So, I one hundred percent agreed. 
will definitely be missed. Definitely, definitely. So um, our next article we're going to talk about is Sony, sir. Sony, Spartacus, we, you sent articles in the Discord about Spartacus now being um, going, going to launch, or at least the details of it was going to be revealed this week, and it was on uh, March 29th. Uh, Sony did, I believe that was, uh, not March 29th. Yeah, March 29th, that was Tuesday. Sony dropped um, a new subscription on their blog. A new subscription. And is it the answer of to get Xbox Game Pass, people wonder. <laughs> so uh, basically <laughs> what it is, is uh, Sony basically has three tiers of services. And through these three tiers of services, they're mixing up PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now together. We kind of talked about this last week at the call at the um, on the last show last week. Um, we didn't put too much, but now we have the details. We could at least further go into it. Um, the three tiers are we have PlayStation Plus Essential. This is basically your common PlayStation Plus subscription that you have now. It includes multiplayer access to month downloadable games, discounts, cloud storage for game saves, and it's $9.99 a month or $59.99 a year. Uh, the next one we have the tier in between, which is PlayStation Plus Extra, so it's not essential, but extra. Uh, includes everything in PlayStation Essential, essential and access to a catalog to up to 400 PlayStation 4 or PS5 games. It's priced at $14.99 per month, coming to about $100.99 a month, right? Which is not bad. And that's giving you a whole bunch of uh, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 games. And then the last, which is PlayStation Plus X Premium. I was about to say Extreme. PlayStation Plus Premium. <laughs> PPP. Yeah, I know. Extreme. Uh, this includes all benefits from Essential and Extra with uh, extra 340 games that includes PlayStation 3 titles that can be streamed and some original PlayStation, PlayStation 2, PSP titles. Uh, Time-limited game trials also available priced at $17.99 a month, and that's $119 a year. So, Beards, how do you feel about this new PlayStation Plus, and is it, do you think it's a worthy competitor of Game Pass? Uh, yeah, right off the bat, I'm going to say it's not a worthy competitor to Game Pass, but I'm gonna, I do think it has value. The especially the top two tiers, I do think like having access to 400 plus PS4 games is uh, pretty cool. That's a very nice um, library to have, especially on your your PS5 or your if you're just on your PS4 and you don't have that many games. That's that's a lot of uh, games to to play. Now the upper tier. There's a lot of awesomeness there, like being being uh, able to to access older um, console games and uh, I mean older uh, yeah older console games, and including actually getting able to access like PS Vita games. But I do not like the the stream only part of it, and I honestly feel that they should uh, uh I feel they should get rid of that top tier and just merge it with the second tier because the uh, it's not that top tier isn't even worth what you get with game pass ultimate and it's higher than game pass ultimate. So even if you merge the two tiers together for 15 bucks a month, it still doesn't match game pass ultimate, but still it, it would be a much better value than the, um, than the $18 a month. So yeah, I think it has value. I just think it needs to be worked on. And of course the, there are two main, there are two main biggest problems is going to be, um, 
no no uh no day one um games from their first party and the fact that they still have uh a ton of stream only titles uh, but I do feel that there's going to have, uh, as we've already seen with Shadow Warrior 3, I do feel there is going to be third-party um, Day 1 games on the platform. I agree with that. Um, to your fact that you were saying that, uh, Jim Ryan did reply. He had an article with GameIndustry.biz, and uh, he did talk about the uh, Day 1, right? So I'll read the uh, actual uh, quote. Uh, coming from Jim Ryan uh, from the article. In fact, PlayStation CEO Jim Ryan suggests Sony own Sony's own games could suffer if they went straight to PlayStation Plus on day one. Uh, he states, in terms of putting our games into the service or any of our services upon their release, as you well know, uh, this is not a road that we've gone down in the past, and it's not a road that we're going to go down with this new service, explains Ryan. We feel that we feel if we were a, we excuse me, we feel if we were to do that, the games that we make at PlayStation Studios, that virtuous cycle would will be broken. The level of investments that we need to make <laughs> in our studios would not be possible. And we think the knock on effect of the quality of the games that we make would not be something that gamers want. Um, do you want to say anything about that comment before I take over? He's so full of shit. <laughs> he says full of shit. I agree, but um, keep me. But I, I, I somewhat agree with him. But continue. Anything else you want to say? No, no. The floor is yours. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me talk about this comment, then I'll talk about this thing. Um, I okay. think there's some truth to that, right? And I think the where uh, where I say there's some truth to it is. Because I think with a lot of Sony games and a lot of how they make their games, I think their games are overly expensive. And without having just available $70 titles from people buying it, I think that whatever they make off of that would hamper um, their ability to continue up with that standard. So I think there is some truth to what he's saying um, because of how probably how they invest in how much money they put into games and the game's development, like how much it costs to make those games. And that that's why we see those high 70 price. That's why we see all these penny pinching. Uh, it's a lot of us to recoup a lot of uh, whatever that loss is. Because keep in mind too also that, right, that a lot of the games that come out like God of War and um, Horizon, like it's a very small percentage of actual system owners that actually play those games remember that right mm -hmm. so you're putting like you're putting 100 million 40 million 200 million base you know movie blockbuster you know budgets into these games right and if only like 10 percent of your population is playing it you know then you know you're definitely losing out money i think that's why they're easily pouring them over to pc now to recoup a lot of that money so i believe there is some there is a level of truth to what he's saying um, but you know, he, I think where he says, you know, I don't think this is something people gamers want. I, I think he's talking about the lower, uh, quality, but I think with a lot of these games, a lot of the systems and everything are fully made. And I think the investment that they have is usually in the beginning, like for them to make horizon two, I don't think they spent nearly as much as it costs to make horizon one. Same thing with the new God of War coming out. 
that's just my thought. I don't know if that's true or not. I don't look at their budgets, but at least that's just my thought because all the assets, tools are all there. Everything's built. You're just, you know, building out and making more of it, right? You're not building everything from scratch. Uh, did you want to comment against what I said real quick or um, should I continue? I just want to say that I I, I don't feel that it will... I, I feel that like with the charts and everything that have come out and have shown that basically... Um, that Game Pass has actually shown them to to actually do a bump in sales numbers and, uh, for uh, for catalogs I, I, and not actually decline, even though it's if even though it's a different type of title and fan base. Yes, it's for mainly it's mainly it's mainly indie titles, not major AAA titles. Uh, major some major AAA's actually got a bump as well. But I I also wanted to put out there that I feel that. Um, I feel it's honestly they're just afraid to uh, take the risk because they have a they have a model that's working for them and they don't want to take a chance of breaking that model. Hmm. I I think that Sony fans like uh and and even non Sony fans who just actually happen to own the system, ourselves included, that even if we got to play it on uh even if we got to 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 play it, if we felt the game was great enough we will we'll actually buy it and add it to our collection. Like whether we buy it fresh uh, off the uh, the account with a discount or we actually buy it a, a little bit down the road when it's on sale, if that game impressed us enough, we'll, we will buy it and add it to our library. Like it's it's just, I, and even and even if they're, even if they're not selling it that way, I feel that the amount people who would subscribe to Play, uh, PlayStation Plus, mm -hmm. if they actually had day one on there and you're talking like $18 uh, you're talking $18 with over 50 million plus subscribers like I I feel that the amount of money you would get from them alone not not to mention uh, the amount of money that you would get if you would put your games out um, day and date on PC as well they will easily recoup that development calls from the for those games I just personally think that they're afraid to take the risk of, uh, of actually doing it. Okay. I'll talk about real quickly what I think about in terms of uh, PlayStation Now and then um, everything else that we have on oh, this new PlayStation, you know, plus, plus essential, extra, <laughs> I, um, the platinum plan, yeah. the premium. <laughs> I, I think this model, and I've said this to beers before, Sony knows that their fan base are, are basically piggy banks, and I think this shows it. All right, so this, when I look at it, I look at it like this. This was not made for me, right? I don't believe anything mm -hmm. here, any of these plans are really, really made for me. And I was curious, right? Because um, I would love to play a lot of these games, you know, uh, on the PC, because that's usually the uh, platform I like to, I prefer to play on. And, um, like, I look at it, I'm like, all right, PlayStation Plus. One, why are we still playing for multiplayer access in, in this system? Two, why are we paying for cloud storage under PlayStation Plus? You know, it's like a lot of stuff that just rubbed me the wrong way, right? Uh, and mm -hmm. then maybe it's because I've been spoiled by Microsoft. I'm like, why are we paying for, why do you have to pay for cloud storage? 
Like that yeah, doesn't. Weird. Yeah, it's just penny pinch and Sony. But then we go into the extra where it's like, okay, yeah, it's fourteen ninety nine a month, but you get access to four hundred PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five games. I can see the value, right? It's the same thing. Like if a person gets game, like gets a brand new system, Game Pass offers them a value as a whole bunch of games that they could play, right? And I, I, I understand that. You know, they say PlayStation Five. I can see the value in it, but it, it isn't for me, right? Um, but I can see where somebody could see the uh, the value in that. And then you go to PlayStation Plus Premium, and I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at, right? So if I'm a PC gamer, you're telling me I have to spend $119 a month to access, you know, a lot of this these plans. Like, I can't get, I can't do PlayStation Plus and access it on my PC. I have to go through PlayStation Plus Premium. And to me, that's like a red flag. So I got to spend $120 a month, which is a lot more than PlayStation Now, right? To be able to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And they're doing away with it. So my only access to that stuff is through PlayStation Premium. And then, um, once again, a lot of these games are streamed and not downloadable. Anybody who knows Con knows I prefer download over stream, but so be it. Um... It, it upsets me because it's like, okay, it's like you're paying this premium price for these two tiers, basically for backwards compatibility. And that upsets me. And I understand not everybody has a lot of these games and so forth, and I can see the value and people who want to go back and play games that they never played before. I'm just saying I'm not that customer. To me, it makes no sense because I'm not that customer. You offer no type of backwards compatibility outside of this premium play service. And to me, it just seems like you're you're something that people want it, that you've included in your system since PlayStation 2. <laughs> PlayStation 2, we've had backwards compatibility. You know, then I think it was PlayStation 3 had the emulator that ran it and did the upscales and shit like that. Like, the stuff that was in it. PlayStation 4, you're like, oh, no, we can't do it. It's like, it's like, come on, Nobody man. wants it. Nobody wants it. It's like, come on, man. It's like, it's ridiculous, uh, man. And it's like, you're making us pay for this shit. And it's like, you shouldn't, right? This should be a feature offer, you know, through through Sony. But I digress. That's Sony. Um, I, I don't, I don't, when you look at it as, as a, something for game, plot, game past people, yeah, it doesn't offer the same, right? You're not going to get day one horizon god of war you know whatever game twisted metal whatever comes out you're not going to get that you'll get it maybe a couple months later down the line um you'll probably get some third parties as beer said you know day one but you don't get it so the i think there's benefit from it but i don't because of that i don't think it's as good as game pass and now that game pass is talking about family plans now for it as opposed to mm-hmm. paying these you know two or three hundred nineteen ninety nine a month for you know all your your people i'm like okay now i'm starting to go okay yeah man they got they they may have your number but uh yeah i don't look at it as a in their minds i think it's an option for them to say hey yeah we have something um in that space and i'm sure all their fanboys will argue about how it's better and how um you know, getting the game day one is the worst thing you could do as a as a as a game developer, or how it hurts the game development. You know, even though half of these companies are stocked and not getting money based on their sales, but mainly based on their downloads, how many downloads they're getting. You know, 
things change like the infrastructure how you get paid all that changes with time and i think that um game pass is definitely the uh future what we see for gaming right i don't think i think in a couple of years you don't go and buy games i think everything is going to be package deals you know humble bumble humble humble bundles right and I think that's mm-hmm. what this just going to be from the digital side, right? You either subscribe and get what you want, and that's the way it is. I think like uh, like consoles themselves. I think Sony is clinching to its old ways, and um, it's going to get left in the dust if it doesn't start changing and making the proper moves that it needs to to make sure that they're f- future proof. But that's my thoughts on it. Yeah, good thoughts. Yeah, you you just basically like every media has uh, gone from physical to all digital yep like it's crazy to even think about that nobody buys cds anymore like just remember how um precious your record yes i'm dating myself uh your record or your cd collection used to be to actually show people the albums that you owned and stuff like that mm-hmm. and now you just go to spotify or pandora or youtube and you just listen to any album that you want and yeah. that's it yeah you don't actually own the album there there's no more looking at the uh the album art or like the lyrics inside on the pages yep. or anything like that it's just all there and that's just the form that every piece of media is going yep yeah uh, i do want to say that like one one topic that uh one avenue that i feel some of these still want to have the uh leg up no matter what and unless uh even though microsoft is actually green well xbox is actually gaining ground on them i feel that they're their market share they really have like a a strong control over a lot of things so i personally think that even with um i i personally think that even with uh let me let me word my words correctly i feel that playstation is going to get a lot more third-party day ones on their service than, than Game Passes in the sense. upcoming months. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, that definitely makes sense. Mm-hmm. Especially um, Japanese games. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. That support is definitely there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Beards, are you ready to talk about uh, Microsoft again? Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Um, problems with their their studios, internal issues causing delays to games, and now we get add another one to the list. My favorite development group, Undead Labs, probably one of my favorite studios under Microsoft. No, not one of probably my is actual favorite studios under Microsoft, uh, who put out of course the wonderful State of Decay series. Uh, there was a Kotaku article that literally went through basically a lot of um, sexism, bullying, burnout, all within the Undead Labs. And it seemed like it was lasting for at least about two years uh, before it finally got on track. And um, there was some interesting things to point out, you know, in the article itself. Um, One of the things that the article stated how Microsoft was basically hands off a lot of the stuff was internal. The HR person that they have, who was a woman that was supposed to handle a lot of this stuff, they said didn't handle it. A lot of the women said with the uh, sexism, it, it felt like it was death by a thousand cuts with all the issues that they had there. 
Uh, one thing I didn't know, but their actual uh, the creator and founder, you know, uh, left the studio itself, uh, Strain, and you know he posted a lot of his stuff on his um, Medium page, which is a place like an open blog page that people can use. Um, how they start losing employees. There's a lot of bullying. A lot of a lot of negative stuff, and um, it's really sad to hear a lot of these things, right? It's, it's, it's sad, especially because Microsoft, one, got recently voted like one of the best places to work in, you know, from a tech company. Uh, two, Phil and keeps promoting diversity, you know, showing off Sarah Bond and other people um, under there. They keep talking about, you know, no toxicity and all this other stuff. But there's there's a you know, you buy Activision, which is basically Toxic City. Right. But um, <laughs> you, you kind of start to wonder, right, what's happening over there? Because when you listen to a lot of these stories like Fable or you listen to the initiative and now we start to listen to even now under laps, it's always like Microsoft is like the father who's always away off to work. Right. And only talks to you every once in a while on a phone call. And I'm wondering if a lot of that is actually hurting these uh, studios because as they were talking about with State of Decay 3, there was a lot of arguments in terms of direction. They were trying to push all the and push and build all these different um, features and they didn't even know what the game was going to be, right? And they're pushing manpower, Mm -hmm. unnecessary manpower on this stuff. There was no real direction. So uh, what's your thoughts on this article, Beards? Oh, it's messed up. Um, but there's there is a couple of things that I thought was kind of a light at the uh, the end of the tunnel. So one, we basically um, we know that Microsoft they acquired them in 2018, correct? Okay. So from 2018, uh, we can assume by what we've read on the in the article and by what Jeff Strain uh, posted on in on his medium, like just still assumption, everybody. Like I, I don't know jack shit. This is just me looking over stuff and uh, and coming to my own like analyzation of things. So we can assume during that time period, and and because what employees said that Microsoft basically um, knew there was issues, but they gave the company themselves a uh, a grace period to try to get their own shit together. And then when they became that they weren't going to get their shit together, then they stepped in and kind of handled things. So basically, we know that it looks like it. It looks like um, Microsoft came in at the end of 2019, maybe 2020. They cleared a lot of shit up, and then now people from then on have said it's been a great place to work. So we know at least they came in and fixed things, which is wonderful. I wish they had came in from the beginning, um, but I, I do understand why they want these uh, these companies to grow their own organic culture. So I can't say that they're steering the wheel, but we, it's funny cause this goes back to our previous show. Like there's gotta be times, I guess, when you gotta make those decisions where everything can't, you can't let yep. everybody um, grow organically. Some people you're just gonna have yep. to step in and like uh, take over and then maybe appoint a guy later that, that can actually run after you've actually built the culture yourself. But I am happy to, uh, even though two years is too fucking long, I am still happy to know that they came, they stepped in and handled it. And I hope when this comes to the um, the current uh, FTC looking into the Activision deal, 
I hope that they actually go and show that they stepped in and actually handled that. And there's tons of people there who say they love working there and it's night and day compared to what it was before then. But we'll see. Yeah, I think you, you know, then that's my argument, right? That, um, uh, you know, that Microsoft, you know, has to be hands on. And I think you, you, you went to it and I agree 100%, right? Two, two years is way too long. Right. Where Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like, why are we in a meeting and you're telling the female people to be basically a secretary, take all the notes. And when they interject stuff, just like, yeah, shoot it off and move on. Like that kind of stuff is is, shouldn't be there. And I I think as a company, when you buy stuff and I know you don't want to have that stuff, two years is way too long. Um, you need yep. to, you need to start seeing change within three months, right? By three months, you need to see a plan of what you're doing to change and help your 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 actual employees. And then by the six month mark, three months later after that, you you need to see, start seeing the start of that change. And I think every company needs that. Um, you can't be like, oh, well, Riot had all their issues, so we'll just wait another two years for Riot to clear it up. No. No, because if you're coming at the tail end of that, that means for as long as that studio has been around, people have been enduring that pain, enduring that, you know, those those biases um, and so forth. So you you have to step in as a company and you need to get you need to get the lead on that. Right. You don't Mm -hmm. even have if if anything, Microsoft, if anybody should have sent down a uh, another HR rep to be with their HR rep to cover a lot of these things. Because a lot of the issues that they were having was that um, a lot of the reps and stuff where people were coming to the rep, the HR rep within um, Undead Labs, she wasn't doing anything about it. She wasn't escalating issues. She wasn't handling issues. So when the, the group that's supposed to handle these issues, human relations, aren't doing their job, and you have nobody there to validate or fact check to make sure they're doing your job, you have a problem. And I, I think like you didn't you don't need to have Matt Booty or somebody sitting there. You could have an HR rep from Microsoft there to do a lot of these things. And it and it saddens me that a lot of this had to happen. Um you've lost great talent um based on it. And you know, and and this is a wonderful team that you know, I, I love their, their product. I want to support this team as much as I can. So um the, as the positive said that right now they're they're on they've they've did they've changed the culture right uh it's been focused on they've been elevating the quality of the games elevating the quality of, and diversity of their studio things of that nature which i'm i'm i want to hear right more inclusive i'm glad right get rid of the bad apples get everything set you know right i'm happy that now Afterwards, we're there, right? Now they can hire, you know, 75 new employees during the pandemic. You can do more jobs. I'm happy that they're expanding and growing. But to, to hear that, that really hurts me. And it's like, what are you doing, Microsoft? Like, you, I know you want that whole hands-off wheel, but you got to get the information. You got to start assessing stuff. You got to start talking. You bring it in, talk to employees. What's happening? You know, are there any issues that you need to report? Are you getting a fair shake? You need to get that information with every, and I hope they do this with Activision, right? They talk and they give everybody's concerns. They get their HR person to come and help them work with them. 
what's your concerns what do we can we do to make this a better experience for you a better place that we don't lose the talent that you continue and we could change the culture here they have to come in and do it they can't just if activision comes and says oh it's hands off we're not going to touch it they'll fix themselves you can't do that you can't you got to get in there and you got to fix it and that you know that's just my that's just my thoughts on it no you're you're absolutely right i completely agree uh, anything else on this, sir? Oh no! Like I said, I'm um, just to reiterate. I wish it didn't take two years, but I'm happy. I'm happy everything seems to be running smooth now, especially since that's a game that both me and you are anticipating and can't wait to see what they do. Mm-hmm. So, like, uh, so yeah. I but I'm hoping they also learn from this, and if they and if the FTC does not kill their uh, the Activision merger. They need they need to like there's no allowing them to get their own shit together like day one you need to have people over there like getting everything right like right from the I jump agree. doing I agree. your mass interviews cutting I don't care how creative a motherfucker is if they're if they're harassing people on the floor get their ass out of there get that whole thing straight and running and, and smooth sailing because right now you have the opportunity to have some of the best quality games on top of the, the the monsters that you already have in your portfolio you have the uh you have the quality to uh have some of the best games on your 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 platform especially if you allow a lot of these studios to go back to making the games they were before they got turned into a call of duty support studio like their the, the potential is, is is insane and through the roof so yeah please guys if it comes through do your job <laughs> Agreed, agreed. And I hope I hope they I definitely hope this is a learning something that they could easily learn from because um I, it's it's a lot to learn from it, right? Especially when you're doing acquisitions. You I know like I, I'll often say to beers, I know Lionhead is scars deep, right? How they ran that into the ground. Um mm-hmm. but you you everybody's not Lionhead. Right, right. Yeah. Like, like everybody does everything. Like the team that does, um, what's the team that usually works on Bethesda games with Bethesda? Uh, the one Obsidian. Obsidian, yeah. Like Obsidian, I think is have the mindset that they could do whatever they want. They're pretty good. But who knows? We might get one of these articles on Obsidian too. <laughs> but you know, I'm under at least under the thought that you know they can handle it. But teams like three four three, you got you got light a fire at the, under their butts, man. Yeah. That's the last thing I want to read. Obsidian is drugging and stabbing their employees. Oh, God. I hope not. <laughs> no. I hope not. I hope not. You see the Twitter. So this is what Microsoft does with its acquisitions? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. All right. Let's get off of gaming. Let's start talking a little bit about shows. Let's start off with Disney+. Plus. So uh, it came out on Reddit this week. A, uh, a person, who I guess, was watching the, uh, the old... Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Reddit user Caleb, uh, excuse me, Reddit user um, Moon and Mulan, 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 yeah, Moon and Mulan, notice that Disney edited their pictures, which I'm showing here, of course, those listening can't see it, um, when Wilfred Nagel, episode three, got killed, the scientist, he's, he was there with blood on the ground, blood around his mouth, on his shirt, and now, if you watch it now, they removed all the blood and his eyes are closed, almost similar to, like, how he's sleeping. Um, in that same episode, <laughs> when they were fighting some of the uh, people that came in, um, Winter Soldier threw a actual 
pull right through a guy's arm into the guy's arm to pin him against a storage container. But now in the new version, it just bounces off, even though there's a uh, consistency issue because then they'll cut to another scene and he's stuck in <laughs> in the <laughs> container with the thing in. So it shows it bounces off, but then he's stuck into it. So it kind of makes no sense. Um, what do you think is the uh, biggest? What do you think about this change and with the reasoning that leads to them editing these shows, at least as of now? It makes absolutely no sense to me, especially since they left all the Netflix stuff untouched. Uh, the only thing I can think is that because they're getting, they may be in panic mode right now, and uh, maybe this is their way of trying to compromise with the that one organization that was super pissed that they that they allowed uh, R-rated content onto Disney Plus. So maybe it's a compromise for them, saying like, "Look, but we." We uh we edited the PG thirteen stuff even more, <laughs> or maybe um maybe it's just uh what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe it's a panic thing because right now they have that organization, then they have workers walking out because the don't say uh the the whole don't say gay thing, and then they have um DeSantis basically uh making trying to make them public enemy number one to to Florida because of that same bill. So maybe they're just not making, they're not making calculated decisions right now, or they're trying to get any sort of um, favor and uh, that they can, or maybe this might be a calculated move where they're, they're trying to make sure that before the attack, the political attacks come in, that they try to polish it, the site up as much as they possibly can, but who knows? Um, actually I had a theory, but it seems like they updated it. And my theory seems to be true. Okay, so let me tell you what my theory is. And now Disney actually did reply to this. Uh, we do have an update on it. So my theory was, I think they were scrubbing out the different things because with the new Netflix shows, uh, if you notice, there's like now parental controls. I think mm -hmm. my theory was, I think what they were going to do is keep the original under the mature and then the cleaner version they put under the regular ones so that you know, kids who want to watch the show can watch the regular edited version as opposed to the one with violence and parents will be okay. That's what I was thinking that they were they were doing, and it seems like it's correct. Um, That's awesome. Um, Hollywood Reporter senior staff writer Ryan Park, uh, Parker took to Twitter to provide an update on a recent change in episode three, while, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus told Parker that the censor edit was accidentally caused by a software control issue on the Disney+, Plus service, and that it would be fixed uh, in the immediate future. Eagle Eye fans were right. An episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier have been altered on Disney+. Plus. I hear the reliable source. It was a software control issue, and the wrong file was recently published accidentally, and it's being corrected immediately. So it looks like that's what I think is going to happen um, from it. So I think what they're doing is they want to keep that family-friendly, but then they also want to say, hey, if you're an adult and you can watch that <laughs> in mature stuff, here you go, right? So I think they're now changing it so that a lot of these programs they have which are violent like the whole portion when you know sorry if this is a spoiler but a US agent takes the um, shield up 
and he's about to smash it on a guy. I think they're going to make edits to that so that way if kids watch it, it's not even though his violence is not as bloody, you know, as the regular version, right? Same thing with Moon Knight, right? You'll probably all the blood and everything will be taken out of this version and be on the regular edition. And for those who say they want to see the mature version, we'll see all the blood and the violence. I think that's what they're doing going forward. That's pretty smart. Yeah, and I think so too. I think so too. Like they're basically doing the whole, you know, for TV. You remember those back in the day when they were ending mm-hmm. movies? You'd be like, holy Fritos. And you're like, that's definitely not what that mofo said. <laughs> Mother, Mother trucker. Fruiter. Yo, do you ever think that you would be alive in a day and age where you would actually see adult content on on Disney? Yeah, yeah, but it's not really adult. I mean, it's rated R content, but yeah, yeah. So I don't mean like porn. (laughs) I mean like yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's weird. I I honestly thought that it should have been on Hulu. I really thought, but I understand why it's not on Hulu. Um, I think the as I stated before. I think that when a person watches something like um, Hawkeye and they see the Kingpin, they want to be able to suggest to them Daredevil and other shows with those characters so that it keeps people watching more content, right? They don't turn off the app and move somewhere else. They continue on, right? To be like, oh, I've never seen Daredevil. Let me click on that and watch that to see, you know, where's this Kingpin character from? You know, I think that's why they wanted it all there rather than it being Hulu and then, you know, you just don't have any, you have a disconnect. That makes sense. Content is king, sir. Content is king. Content is king. Speaking of content is king, we got a fight, man. We got a fight between streaming and an actor. And you know who that (laughs) actor is? Tom Cruise, man. Tom Cruise. Yep. (laughs) The real Mission Impossible from Hollywood Report saying is saying no to Tom Cruise. So let's 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 go into it. Basically, this is the issue. Tom Cruise is literally taking Paramount to court. And people are like, over Mission Impossible. So Tom Cruise has just got done, I guess, filming Mission Impossible 7. He's supposed to be getting ready to do Mission Impossible 8. My God, the amount of Mission Impossibles. <laughs> um, we know that Tom Cruise takes these movies very seriously. These are his his children, so to say, right? Um, we know that, you know, he does all of his own stunts, everything. You know, he's very invested in it. So you know, people are wondering, why is there a problem? The problem is this. When the movie comes out, Paramount wants to take the Mission Impossible and move it to Paramount Plus in 45 days. Seemed normal, right? We're doing that with Batman. Disney does it for their movies, right? As soon as Eternals comes out, 45 days is on Disney Plus. Most streaming services do do that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Tom Cruise, on the other hand, is like, no, you're messing with my money. (laughs) We need to, we need to wait, we need to wait three months. Now, that's a long time, Right? And, you know, the studios are looking at it like, okay, the theaters are starting to ramp up with COVID around that time. We don't know if people are going to be going to theaters. And then, you know, Thomas, like, look at Spider-Man, you know, it's the only movie in theater, Batman, only movie theaters. And people are going to see it and make them, it's making money month after month after month. So that's basically the argument between the two of them. Um, and, of course, because it's messing with Tom's money, um, 
it's uh, he's got a whole bunch of lawyers and he's ter- taking Paramount to court. So I'm going to ask you, Beards, who are you siding with, Tom Cruise, or are you siding with Paramount Plus? <laughs> um, I don't have a horse in this fight, but I will say that if if Tom can actually like uh, knowing in an industry where the industry constantly steps on other people's toes where they constantly take away people's creative control, uh, where they, they blackball people like all sorts of things. If Tom got the muscle to flex, let that man flex his muscle. I think it's insane that mission impossible seven is at $290 million and it's not even finished yet. Budget wise, <laughs> but over to that, Hey, if, if he can, if he can actually uh, push them around without actually having to face a to face a consequences, go for it. As for the streaming thing, and we know even though we had this like a uh, conversation over content is king, let him have his three months. He might as well. Woo! <laughs> man, oh man, I disagree with you on that one. Oh, um, I bet you do. <laughs> um, three months is way too long, sir. Understand, like three months is summer. Three months is summer, sir. It is, but think of it this way: while you're going back and forth, and all the stuff is being delayed, not you're not getting your Mission Impossible Seven, which have already should have been finished now, and it's delayed. Mission Impossible Eight. Well, they said Seven's not finished yet either. No, Seven is so, getting, it's getting, it should be getting ready for uh, coming out. Okay, I, I think in the article it said that the ending, like it still needed to be capped oh, okay. off. Okay, so that might be true. That might be yeah. true. Yeah, so like you might as well go ahead and give him what he wants, so you can get your seven done, and then you can go ahead and shoot eight, which is the last movie in the series, and then you don't have to deal with him anymore. So it's like you're worried about the three month period to the forty five days. It looked like he's not going to back off on this. So imagine it keep on getting delayed and delayed. It looks like he's not even going to finish shooting until uh, shooting seven until they actually come to agreement on whether it's going to be uh, 45 days to three months. Maybe try to maybe try to offer him some more money and like meet him somewhere in the middle or something like that. Like, I, I don't know. But I think that, I think if they if they keep this drawn out, like it's just going to push the movies back later and later. Well, he's going to push them back later and later. I say if you're going to if you want to hit with that 45 month. 45 days pay the man pay him what he thinks that he would have made or he could show capital of uh, what he was going to get made for it and pay the man oh definitely move on. um i understand why they want to get it right we know paramount plus is probably one of the smallest of the streaming groups and they they need content right like what do mm-hmm. they have outside of star trek right they have quiet place which people have already seen and now they're you know they just got halo and they're trying to, you know, make them, you know, the streaming platform uh, to go to. So I agree, right? The f- 45 days, I understand why Cruz is upset, right? Maybe you could go, maybe you could go 60 days out of the 90 instead of 90, maybe 60 days, two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe he'll, maybe you could go with that. If that's not doable, then pay the man um, yep. and, and go with it. I mean, this guy's been this guy's been giving you guys this movie, and every single one of these movies keep getting bigger and bigger, and they keep giving them way, way, way more money. So, just give it to him, you know. And I know it's been delayed because of COVID nineteen and other stuff, but uh, yeah, 
I think just pay the man. Agreed. You heard there's a rumor going around that all that shit that you heard him about screaming about COVID and and all the and practicing all the rules and shit that this that, that he's not even vaccinated. <laughs> that would be fucking insane. Yeah, he's not even. Yeah, kid. yeah, he's not even vaccinated. That's supposedly like as of February 2021, Tom Cruise is not vaccinated. Wow, that would be fucked up. I mean, if that's true, then he's an ass. <laughs> he definitely is. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Especially screaming at other people about the importance of shit. Like, uh, yeah, I think it came out because you were filming overseas, and I think it came out because you had to show your um, your status. Man, what are the what are the future generations going to think when they're in history class and they look back on this time period? Uh well, I think this time period is going to be greatly uh, exaggerated, sir. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. I think the GOP takes the, over uh, and they erase all their bad stuff and make it look like the Democrats is what caused everything. And make it the golden, uh, the golden uh, period, right? When they they took back yep. the country from uh, the tyranny of treachery. the Democrats. Yeah. Yep, you got it. <laughs> That's what it's going to be. Holy shit! All right, let's uh, let's do our last big topic before our big one. And uh, this is a doozy. Bye. That's right. The Mad Goose Wizard is in <laughs> is in trouble yet again. Ezra Miller, you know, the Flash, star of the Flash. We recorded him before when he was giving uh, death threats over to the Ku Klux Klan in North Carolina or South Carolina, whichever one it was. Well, guess what? He's been officially arrested in Hawaii uh, for disorderly conduct in the town called Hilo. Uh, in Hawaii, evidently they were um, singing. They were doing singing karaoke, and he was drinking at the bar, drunk, and he got upset, started yelling obscenities, grabbed a microphone from a 23-year-old woman singing karaoke, uh, lunged at a 32-year-old man who was playing darts, and also um, after after the whole bar incident, it came out that um, Ezra Miller, I guess, after the bar was staying with a couple in uh, Hawaii and this couple was the one after he was arrested they uh, allegedly paid his $500 bail right and after that Ezra Miller still being Ezra Miller uh, threatened basically to murder the couple as per the police report it said that Ezra Miller burst into the bedroom of the petitioners and threatened the husband saying I will bury you and your slut wife Ezra stole the passports of the wife and then the wallet which included the social security card driver's license, bank cards, among other things, of the husband. And then he made another threat uh, to the family, um, saying that basically he's famous and wealthy. This makes access to weapons much easier, as well as sending associates to harass or even possibly hurt the couple. Uh, They, of course, got a restraining order against Ezra Miller. You know, they took him in. They gave him a place to stay. After he had trouble, they bailed him out, and this is how he pays him. Beards, I need to know from you, man. Um, from if you're Warner Brothers, what's what's the penalty that you how what's the penalty for Ezra Miller, a guy who's who's done so much and they've had so many issues, you know, but they're crying about his slap, but who's done so much <laughs> wrong stuff. How would you handle this situation and what's your thoughts on this? Uh I'd probably give him an ultimatum. I'm like, you have to if you want to continue playing this character, 
you have to go ahead and like uh, take this opportunity to to get clean or see therapy, whatever whatever demons you need to work out of your system, because we're running a uh, we're we're running a multi billion dollar business here, so we we need you to be uh, we need the best version of you that's out here representing us, especially when it comes to our movies and other products. Because I mean, hey guys, you have a perfectly good uh, you have a perfectly good uh, Grant Austin who's dying over on the CW. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't think Grant wants to do this anymore. Uh, yeah, you I saw that last movie anymore, you did know? about rescuing the dog. Yeah, I think he's done, dog. I think he's done. <laughs> but Ursa, you have to you have to figure out wherever you want to be the Flash or you want to be the Grand Goose Wizard. <laughs> Bye. You had, figure, you had to figure out which one is more important to you. You know what you did, and if you keep doing it, you know you're going to get killed. Oh man! Oh man! I'm sorry. Some other, some other stuff right there. The Flash doesn't come out until 2023. I'm gonna be honest. If 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 the other actors have the schedule. I say uh, you get a new actor and you replace the whole thing. You reshoot it without Ezra Miller. Period. I think um, you let him go. Um, he's, he's just too much trouble. Just too much trouble. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the whole him in Amsterdam when he was choking the woman and put her to the ground, choking her. They covered that up. Remain silent about that, amongst other issues that he's had before. Uh, typically, usually, with some type of um, you know uh, drug of some sort, you know, usually liquor. You have mm-hmm. this incident in, even after doing all this where he should have cooled down and everything should have been good. You know, this comp- this t- this group couple bails him out and all this other stuff. He goes off and he starts harassing them. And and it's like, come on, man. Like, and, uh, like enough is enough, man. Who's, what group is, what, what bonds group, what, who's going to, who's going to actually uh, ensure this guy when filming a movie on the set, when he's behaving this way? And they know he's a magnet for just bad shit. So, like I said, if it's something where you can't film it, then uh, do him and immediately um, announce the replacement of his, of him as an actor with somebody else. Uh, if you can, if that's not the case, if you can, then hire another actor, uh, reshoot uh, a lot of his scenes over again, you know, redo it, digitize it, do whatever you need to do, and uh, drop Ezra Miller. Let him go, man. He's, 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 it's not <laughs> worth it. It's not worth it. And just think, all you had to do was apologize to Ray Fisher. <laughs> Stop it, man. Stop trying to spawn GNS. <laughs> Oh man, that's too good. All right, Oof. all right. So let's go to our our big topic, the last topic. Oh God, I just want to get it over with. Um, Will Smith and the Oscars. So Sunday we had the Oscars. Uh, Chris Rock came on. If you didn't know, I'll still explain the issue. He was doing, I guess, giving out for best documentary or something with a documentary and award. He started making a whole bunch of jokes. Um, he the jokes came over to Javier Bardem and um, I forget his wife's name. She's another famous actress. I don't know why it's eluding me. Um, you know, talking about how you know he was praying that you know Will Smith will win the award, 
So, you know, so that, you know, it'd be you know, a happy home, basically. <laughs> and then he goes after a golf Will Smith. He goes to Will Smith, but instead of making a joke about Will Smith, he makes a joke about Jada and her hair, um, having short hair. He says, hey, Jada, I can't wait to see you in G.I. Jane 2. And we see Will kind of laughing, uh, laughing at the joke. We see Jada not happy with it. The camera cuts off of them. He's talking. And he, I guess he hears a response like booze. And he's like, oh, it wasn't that bad. You know, it was a nice, it was, you know, basically it was a lighthearted joke. And then you see Will Smith walk up. He's like, wait, wait, wait. Now, King Richard, you know, because that was the role that he was up. He was nominated for. Will Smith comes up, gives him an open hand slap, walks away. Um, seemed like he had a smile. People didn't even know. They thought it was scripted. Chris Rock's still going. Only reason why people know it wasn't scripted is because people watching it live. Uh, the sound went mute. They put up um, an Oscar banner and then they jumped to uh, 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 Chris Rock basically giving the award. So that lets you know that something went wrong where the uh, unedited edition kept it rolling where you heard Will Smith screaming, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth two times to Chris Rock. And Chris Rock was like, it was a G.I. Jane joke. It wasn't that bad. He's like, keep my name, keep my wife's name out your motherfucking mouth. Out your fucking mouth. Yes. <laughs> and then um, you can see Chris Rock was shaken by it um and then of course later on that night will wins best actor for king richard which he gives a speech and he's crying and he's apologizing to everybody except for chris and then later on uh about a day or two uh he apologizes via twitter to uh chris rock and um, a lot of people are wondering, you know, what's what's you know what's happening. There's a lot of talk from it. Some people are taking Will Smith's side, uh, saying that Chris Rock shouldn't have made that joke, knowing that his wife has alopecia, skin disorder, blase blase, um, and he's making fun of it. You know, of that. A lot of people are taking Chris Rock's side, saying that it doesn't matter. If somebody tells a joke. Um, you just you should not react to it, no matter what the joke is, and even and even if it was a bad joke or not, that was a light joke. There was no reason for him to react to a light joke like that. Um, the the basically the Oscars is looking into, you know, penalizing him. It came out late recently that he just um, he just left, you know, the Oscars himself, the Academy itself. Uh, he stepped down from it. Um, I'm guessing that was part of, you know, the discussions that they had. There's things where they said the Academy said they, they asked him to leave. But Will Packer said, no, you shouldn't leave. Chris Rockton, of course, didn't press any charges. There's a lot of talk. Everybody has their own fucking angle. So, Beards, I've come to you now. Let's just get this over with so that right. we don't have to talk about this shit ever again. <laughs> What's your thoughts on it? What's your thoughts on what, you know... If you who's in the right, who's in the wrong, if anything, um, how did you look at that situation and penalties and so forth? What do you? How do you feel about all of it? All right. So first of all, um, uh, I wish it didn't happen because these are both two uh, two both um, stars uh, in the community that I that I actually uh, enjoy and actually have. Uh, a pretty much good um, 
Uh, I like both of them, basically. So I wish it didn't happen, but I definitely cannot judge because I myself, even as a teenager, like, (laughs) even as a, well, in sixth grade at one point in time in in, in middle school and another, I tried to fight. I tried to fight uh, two grown men uh, at different times. Well, two men all together, both at different times for insulting my mother. Right, at, right as a teen, right after getting out of uh, chemotherapy for cancer, I've tried to f- fight at least three people for insulting my sister. I have a whole lot more restraint now. I'm not saying that I would have done the same thing, but I understand. Uh, and with that going forward, I wish he didn't embarrass Chris like that. I wish Chris, I don't know if Chris even knew that alopecia was a part of it, which just, which he just didn't tell the joke honestly to be, to, um, to be honest with you. But with that being said, done, uh, con, can I talk my shit? <laughs> yeah. Why not? I mean, yeah, can I called... talk my shit? Yeah, can I talk my shit? Con? All right. So like, let's, let's really get into the, let's really get into the shit. Right. All right, so with that out of the way, it's a slap. Like, they can handle it behind uh, closed doors. He can apologize, so on and so forth. But first of all, let's touch the academy. All these people who are going in, making making this, uh, making this huge mountain out of a molehill, everybody from saying, like, uh, what if this was this, com- this comedian? What if it was an older, like, this person or even the one – the one dumbass who was like, like he he could have been killed talking about Chris Rock, or even worse, the ones who have said that he he left a black eye on the Oscars, he he damaged their integrity. Guys, did you forget that we're talking about the same Academy Awards who gave an Academy Award to a whole ass pedophile? Are we gonna yep. forget that this is the same Academy Awards that gave an award? to a motherfucker who raised his stepdaughter and turned around and married that same stepdaughter. Where, where do you yeah. equate those when it comes to a slap? Or John That's Wayne, or back even, go back <laughs> even further to John Wayne when he assaulted somebody at the Academy Awards. <laughs> and speaking of John Wayne, because we may be talking about the same thing, like when Marlon Brando let Little Fever come on and accept uh, his Academy Award to basically talk about like the, the, the stuff that the Native Americans was going through, and not only to have her get a bunch of shit from the uh, the audience themselves and to be made fun of by um, Clint Eastwood after the fact, but grown-ass man John Wayne had to be held back by security because he wanted to run up there on stage and confront her. But all of that, <laughs> you already you had two fucking black eyes at this point and a busted lip. Like, like fuck out of here, man. Like, all that shit way yep. outweighs the, uh, the fucking slap. Exactly. And... My next point is to all the people who are talking about uh, he's fucked up for comedians because now people are going to feel like they can they can attack me comedians. All I'm going to say to you is just go on YouTube and look up comedians getting attacked on stage and you will see that shit. T- like this isn't the first time something like that has happened. You, you, have, you will find video upon video of people running on stage and attacking comedians doing different sets because they lost their cool. Or they had like a, uh, or they had like a bad day or something like that. Like I don't know what caused uh, Will to uh, snap. I don't know if it, if he, um, I don't know if he looked at Jada and he saw that she was hurt by it, and this was the straw that finally broke the camel's back. 
I don't know what was going on, but all we know is that this is the this 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 is the the straw that finally broke the camel's back, and the man had a bad day, and he made some uh, some bad um, decisions. To all the people who are saying things like uh, like why didn't he attack uh, August like that or so on and so forth, like. August is doing uh, radio interviews. It isn't like this man is actually sitting in front of him on the stage and like saying the shit. Like, at, like, like, guys, come on, getting like getting fucking reality here. Like uh, a person saying shit online or saying shit to a an interview that's not directly in your face. That's two different things. Like you don't even actually try to put the two in the same uh, the same box. Lastly, I just want to like to to uh, follow up on the whole thing about like he had one bad day this man from the beginning of his career has been turning the other cheek this motherfucker has turned the other cheek so many times that even jesus is like dog you got you can you gotta slow down you're only human like like uh let some of this go like this motherfucker like starting back from when he was doing rap the other rappers were calling him corny and cheesy and shit like that because he wasn't doing gangster rap. He wasn't doing the uh, the other stuff that was in. He was doing his own lane. And even when he continued like the to move through other avenues and up into acting, he's always tried his best to maintain this role model uh, image, putting money back into his community. Like he's like uh like um he's shown he showed the uh, massive restraint, and all it took is one fucking slap. For these for these guys to dogpile him, talking about uh, talk about his image was fake. Or oh, if he's gonna do this on TV, he must be beating his wife at home. He's been a he's been a <laughs> he's been a gangster all along. A spit polished, a spit polished. The guy who spoke out against uh, domestic violence because he he was a fucking victim of it and saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Now he's a now he's a spit polished thug and all this other bullshit. And this is the type of shit that like uh, Khan was talking about in the beginning monologue. Not only are we not a monolith and we we actually um, we're owed our individualism, but on top of that, the the sort of shit still exists where like if you are a black person, the shit's always going to be ten to twenty times more fucking judgment than it would be for anything else. As I said before. This is the same Academy Awards that has a that gave an award to a pedophile. And as Khan actually said earlier, an actor that's coming out in a big movie next year <laughs> just kicked in somebody's room <laughs> and threatened to kill them and stole their passports. But you motherfuckers is worried about a slap. slap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, dude. Oh. Yeah, kiss my whole ass on this. <laughs> I don't condone violence, but fuck all you people who are trying to blow this shit way out of proportion. Yep. And that's that's why that's my my piece on it, man. All right, all right. Let me get this over with. Uh, Will Smith and 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 Chris Rock, man. It, it is my number one issue is this that you can't people can't have conversations about anything. Because automatically, if you say something that somebody else doesn't disagree, that disagrees with, automatically they put words in your mouth and your view doesn't mean anything. It's, it's automatically canceled because you didn't agree exactly with what I said. Um, yeah, this is a little bit of um, uh, a rant by me. I, I've watched, I sat back and I watched a lot when people said it. And when it happened, I was shocked. 
my jaw had hit the ground. I was like, what the fuck? Why would you do that? You know, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, why would you do that? And then when I first saw it, I didn't understand the joke. At first, I'm like, wait, was she in G.I. Jane or something? Like, what? what? Like, I didn't understand what was happening. And then it was like, you know, slow boomer brain. I put two and two, and I was like, oh, her hair is short. He's making a hair joke. Got it. Yeah, that was poor. And then I'm like, and then I see people are like, dude, that's not right. She has alopecia. And I'm like, I don't know, because I don't keep up with this shit. Right. And I'm like, alopecia, what is, oh, it's an autoimmune disease that had, that your, basically your body attacks your hair follicles. Oh, okay. And I seen a little bit of a report. I'm like, okay. So I'm educating myself. Right. So I'm thinking about it. Like from that stance, I'm like, well, maybe it's something, you know, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if Hollywood people keep up with Hollywood people. I have no clue, but I'm like, maybe he did, or maybe he doesn't. It doesn't fucking matter. Um, the one thing that I got of it, whether good or bad is this and I've said it I tweeted about it before people are never going to react you can't expect people to react the way you expect them to react mm -hmm. right when you say something or do something to a person you don't know what's happening in their life and it only takes but and I said but a, a feather to break a camel's back it doesn't matter if the joke was light you don't know what's happening in that person it only takes but one little thing. You, you, we've seen it before. A guy bumps into a guy, he didn't say sorry, and the next you know, the dude's dead on the streets, right? He, you don't know, and he's like, "Oh, why would a guy kill, shoot a guy on the streets?" You know, for just bumping into him. We don't know all the compound stuff that led to it. And you brought up a, a lot of the stuff, right? And I think the the number one problem with this, you know, is that people. People don't look at celebrities as people. They expect them to, because they're in a public eye, that they have to act a specific way. And the minute they make a mistake, then all of society wants to toss them aside. Um, and I, and I, I laugh at this hypocrisy because everybody in this world wants to judge everybody from their eyes and their views when they've got bigger skeletons in their fucking closet. You, you know, and like, I hear shit like, yo, why is this man upset about Jaya when she was sleeping on him? And da, 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 da. oh, they have an open relationship marriage. So why the fuck should he care? Da, 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 da. And I'm like, mm -hmm. it don't fucking matter. People are fucking people. Stop treating mm -hmm. people like they aren't, right? What about Chris Rock's kids? And I'm like, yeah. You know what? They should be proud of their fucking dad. He did what he was supposed to do. He took it like a man and moved on. Mm-hmm. Do I feel bad for Chris Rock to get embarrassed? Hell yeah. He shouldn't have gotten slapped in the damn face. Nope. Will was smart. What's wrong with it? Yes, there's a hundred million ways that Will could have handled it. He could have sat there and walked up to him like, yo, man, leave my name, wife's name out of your mouth. I didn't like the joke. Look at her face. She dealt with a lot of issues. She has this. Just say sorry and let's move on. Right? There's a lot of ways he could have handled it. But then there's, but think about all the stuff that you do. When you're in a split second and you're emotional, you do whatever you do. A lot of people aren't reasonable to sit down and go through check boxes to figure out what it is that they should do. When a black person walk, is, is in a comedy show and the co comedian sitting there like, yeah, look at your monkey ass bitch of a wife or something that make a joke. Guess what? Dudes are going to react. Women are going to react. I'm not saying that that's what he said. I'm just saying that it's something... If you have a button that's easily pressed, or even if it's not easily pressed, if you've just been holding shit and it's stacked up, you know, million miles high, 
you know, you don't know how a person is going to react. What Will did was horrible. I never said that it wasn't, you know? And that's what people, like, I talk about the judgment and stuff, and people are like, oh, you're siding with Will. You're, you, you won't look at it was bad. I'm like, we all know it was bad. That's not the fucking case. We all saw it. We all saw the slap. <laughs> it's not like we haven't seen it. That's not the case. Why is it that I got to spend the next fucking five days talking about how how horrible a person Will Smith is because he had one fucking bad moment in the public eye? Right. How many fucking bad moments have you did? How much shit did you fucking do? Exactly. Like, how fucking perfect are you, right? You have put yourself in his position and deal with that shit every day. You got other issues that you can't deal with. You know, whether it's your wife nagging you, whether it's your kids, whether it's your job, you got shit you can barely deal with. And this motherfucker is not only getting it from just not where well, you get it from one person, he's getting it from fucking everybody. Have some fucking compassion. And we, and the problem I have is this, and this is the main problem I have with all this, is not that I'm, I'm, I'm team Will or, or I'm team Chris. And I think uh, Roland brought it up it brought up a lot of this, but the problem is I'm an advocate and I bring in all this time on the shows. I'm an advocate for mental health. And the problem is with a lot of black, um, African American or black, brown, you know, males in this country, the problem, and we've talked about this a lot on the show is that we don't get mental health, right? We're raised to basically be almost like robots and to bottle up all every fucking emotion inside. I was a fucking victim of it with my father. You know, if you're a real man, you wouldn't cry. You just suck it up and keep moving it on. You know, you just suck it up. If somebody says something, you just suck it up and take it. A person can only take but so much. And as black men in this country, that's why we're taught. We don't get the proper etiquette. When when Timmy's acting, acting out, and, you know, his parents take him to counseling and shit, whether it helps or not, but they go to counseling. They get all these afforded luxuries and shit that we don't get. And I feel... Like, um, something like Will blowing up from that joke itself is something that's deeper inside of him. And he needs to go get the help that's needed. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be. If he has to pay a fine or serve jail time or whatever, you know, be barred, whatever the fuck the repercussions. I'm not saying that none of it shouldn't happen. You right? You, you, every action gets a reaction and you settle with the consequences of it. Right? That's just the way it is. At that, you know, when keeping it real goes wrong, right? Everybody has mm-hmm. that moment, right? The moment when your your boss is saying shit to you, and you, you can sit there and take it and keep going, or you can snap and say something and possibly lose your job. Yeah, it, it might have been cathartic to get it off. Yeah, it might have been right for you to go and do it, but you lost your job. Everything still has a repercussion to it, right? Whether you lose it or not. So that's my, that's my one thing that I, I think people, like, you're looking... And I'm not trying to lessen it because it's a slap, but let's, let's let's be honest. In this world, we got people who are taking away our rights. We got people who are literally beating kids and killing people, black people of color on the streets continuously. And you're getting upset and riled over and writing for days in every media coverage over a fucking slap on the Oscars. Seriously, this shit needs to end. Like, like, put that hatred and that venom and those feelings towards making a change and making this country better. Getting actual politicians who are going to actually serve their actual fucking constituents and actually do something. Instead of go, oh, well, it's not going to happen. Let me go turn on fucking entertainment and be mad at that. <laughs> I, 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 people have a problem with they don't look at what's important in this world. 
whether it was Chris Rock getting slapped or whether it was an innocent bystander getting slapped, this shit happens all the fucking time. That's not the worst of what the fuck is happening. I'm sorry that it happened on live television. I'm sorry it happened on the on 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 the public's views in their eyes. I'm sorry if it was a black eye or as they wrote the ugliest moments of the Oscar ever, <laughs> which is fucking bullshit. I'm sorry that, you know, oh my God, what the fuck is my children going to do if they were watching this shit and they saw this? It was their idol. I don't know what they're going to do. Oh, it was a fucking slap. People see more. And I'm not saying, I'm not weighing it down. The issue was wrong. What he did was wrong. I'm not saying that it isn't. Stop, 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 stop going to that in your fucking head. That's not my words. Listen to what I'm saying. It's a, it was a fucking slap and there's a lot of shit worse. Now, Will Smith's knocked him down, got on top of him and beat him down, then yes, that's a definitely a broader issue. Was the slap of a fucking um, assault? Yeah, sure, a slap is an assault. But let's be honest. It was the, out of all the harshest things he could do, it was probably one of the lightest things he could have did. Outside of maybe mm-hmm. spit on him. Right? So, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I'm going to get past this thing. I'm tired of hearing people talk about it. I think Daniel Radcliffe had the best answer out of everybody. Yes. On, on, on Will Smith. In fact, you know what? Let's let's bring up Daniel Radcliffe real quick, so we could we could listen to it. Because I think uh, I think Daniel Radcliffe is probably the best person to talk about it. And uh, the exact quote from Daniel Radcliffe was, "I saw when they asked him about the Oscar ceremony. Radcliffe said, who was of course Harry Potter. Uh, Radcliffe said, I saw it, and I'm just already dramatically bored of hearing people's opinions about it." that I just don't want to hear, just don't want to be another opinion adding into it. I gave my opinion, even though I didn't want to on the show, because I just wanted to get it off my fucking chest and get past it. But let's, let's move on past this. Let's let whatever happens, happens. Let him, let him suffer whatever repercussions he has. I'm tired of hearing about, oh, he's a lead and he has money. If it's a regular, I don't want to hear any of that shit, man. People get in fights all the time. Worse than this. I've seen videos of people punching people out in fucking stores and shit like that. Come on, people. Mm-hmm. Stop it. Like, like you're you're falling for, as Roland said, you're falling for the okie doke. This is, I, I hate to pull out white mentality. I really hate to pull out race. But let's, let's be honest. This is just a mentality to just continue the damn false fucking story about black people being savages and all this other shit bullshit. You're just following along with it. Instead of instead of turning on your fellow brothers, how about instead you start discussing discussing mental health, how we treat each other. Just because he's in the public eye doesn't mean that you deserve to say whether whether what no matter what he does, he doesn't deserve abuse. Period. Let's talk mm-hmm. about all this other stuff that that people continuously. Let's talk about actually getting these people help. Let's let's talk about healing growth within our community so that we don't get to these situations, that we could actually have an output where we could talk about our issues. And it doesn't we don't build up these issues that, you know, a lot of our I'm sorry, black males do because of how we've been taught. Let's let's talk about those things instead of jumping on because it's easy to jump on a bandwagon. But, oh, you're the worst human being. How dare he? Oh, I'm so appalled. He slapped somebody. Oh, my God. How could he do that? It's so easy to go on to that. But nobody ever wants to have the conversation of actually fixing these situations so that they don't happen again. Everybody so easily wants to judge, but never wants to put in the work to actually fixing the issue. Oh, he's so horrible. Let's just throw him in jail. What kind of, what, like, come on. 
Agreed. Uh, I'm done. I'm done. I don't <laughs> want to talk about it anymore. I'm done. I'm, I've, I've said my piece, man. Uh, I, it's like we, we have an identity problem, man. It's just like, dude, like, let, let, like let's be a can we as a black community be a community? You know, can we can we not jump and pile up on people because they committed a mistake? Yeah, they did. Let's talk about it. Let's let's talk about you know why they did it and let's let's work together to be better. Can we do that as a fucking community? About sixty percent of us can. Instead of being the fucking <laughs> barrels of crap pulling each other fucking down, can we do that? Sixty percent. God, man, I tell you. Um, beards, beards, beards. There's uh, one thing we gotta do before we go to this what the fuck of the week that we almost missed last time. Oh snap! We got we gotta go to uh, our prophet himself, the greatest <laughs> prophet of them all. We gotta go to Kevin Sorbel. Oh man, because we were talking about Will Smith. Oh man, he. Oh man, I'm sure there's ones. Oh man, let me see. Oh, he has one. I saw it recently. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Tim Allen has something to say too. Of course he did. I'm pretty sure the. Uh... <laughs> the former drug dealing snitch has a lot to say about uh, <laughs> morale. <laughs> yeah. And, uh... <laughs> All right. So um, let's let's because it's Kevin Sorbo. Let's do a uh, Will Smith Kevin Sorbo tweet. You ready, sir? <clears throat> Here. All right. From the mind of Kevin Sorbo. Source: Twitter. Date: March thirty first, twenty twenty one. Stop making fun of Will Smith. He only attacked the Oscars because they mild their statues after his wife. There you go. So, <laughs> I'm going to give this one a three. Oh, my. And the reason why I'm giving it a three is because um, even though it was corny and it was bad, he actually made an attempt at humor. Like, he actually... <laughs> like, he actually tried, which is weird. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're, we're gonna give a three on this one. Okay, okay, good job, Kevin's better than the one, better than one. I'm sorry, there was one thing I don't know if I said that I want to say real quickly. I, I know I want to leave this Will Smith thing alone, but I I have to say one other thing. I don't know if I said this or not, but I'm sick and tired of people arguing whether or not you know he should defend his wife because of her having an outside relationship. What the fuck does that matter? People act like they don't do other shit that's wrong. Like, 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 why is it that because his wife makes a mistake or she chooses to live a certain lifestyle that she's not worth defending? Like, I, I don't, I don't weird, understand. Right? Yeah, I don't get this, man. I also don't like the whole, um, just because somebody is a millionaire, they're no longer supposed to be human. Like, it, you always hear the thing of, um, they're a public figure and they make tons of money. Get over it. And I'm like, I it's easy for you to say. Like, I don't think you would be able to do the same in the same position. They're still human. Exactly. And, and it's like the, the whole non-bullying thing, it actually, uh, it's actually multiplied at that point. Yep. So. Like, you, you remember what Jay-Z said? Yep. <laughs> I'm not going to play the song, but it don't matter. Field ninja, house ninja, rich ninja, poor ninja, you're still a ninja. Pretty much. Pretty much. Or uh, pre maga pre maga Kanye, even if you're even if you're in the bins, you're still a ninja in a coop. Yep. <laughs> oh man! All right, you ready for this? What the fuck of the week, sir? 
I am, I am. All right, so before we go into what the fuck of the week, we have to first give a little bit of context. So, um, unfortunately, and this is sad to hear this, but on March 25th, um, a 14-year-old boy, unfortunately, was visiting Orlando uh, from Missouri, fell to his death uh, on late Thursday while riding in Orlando free fall at the Icon Park. Unfortunately, this was captured on tape, and it was horrible to see. You never want to see uh, the boy whose name was Tyre Sampson. You never want to see somebody on a on a roller coaster or any type of ride or an amusement park fall to their death. So that's the first thing we have to talk about because we this goes into our what the fuck of the week. Um, so let's go into the actual article itself. Uh, Tyra Sampson's mother, who uh, who has told Orange County detectives she does not know a woman, claimed in interviews and demonstrations to be the cousin of the 14-year-old boy who fell to his death from the drop tower at Icon Park last week, the sheriff's office said. The woman identified herself as Shay Johnson, told the Orlando Sentinel and numerous media outlets that she spoke to Tyre before he boarded the Orlando free fall on March 24th. She claimed... The teen told her he had been turned away from near from the nearby attraction that evening because of his size. The woman spoke during the prayer vigil Monday and a protest Tuesday at Icon Park in support of a petition to get the ride demolished. However, Ty's mother told detectives she does not know who Shay Johnson is. OCSO spokesman Michelle Guido uh, said in the email Thursday that detectives looked into Johnson but there was no report reproduced or arrest pending. At this point, they have no evidence of the crime. We have the woman picture here. Uh, basically, this woman itself, she said that she was the cousin of the kid who killed himself. And not only which makes this worse about her speaking at the vigil, but this woman actually set up uh, GoFundMes uh, for the kid in terms of taking care of funeral arrangements and other. And she has no relationship. She just basically jumps in um, into these tragic situations, acts like she's a relative, and then opens up fake um, GoFundMe accounts to make money off of, uh, unfortunately, people's loss. Beards, this is a little bit of a sad one, but this really made me go, what the fuck, uh, in a worse way, uh, not in a normal comedy way, but what, what, how do you feel about something as, as horrible as this, man? Uh, I don't even, I like normally I even like try to make jokes out of these darker moments ones, but I, I really, yeah, I, I hate this sort of thing. It's like actually like trying to come up off of somebody else's uh, death is like, it's the lowest of the low. You literally like, like you're literally preying on people who are actually uh, going through a traumatic experience right now. So you've actually stolen, um, You've stolen help that could actually go to the uh, to the uh, to the families. You're actually um, preying upon people who are mourning uh, at this time, and it's it's just disgusting. I there's still some people out in this world that just completely baffle me, like the uh, the depths of depravity they'll sink to, and this is like this is real high on that level. So like uh, yeah, she's. I hope she gets uh she gets um her comeuppings like something like uh at least a punishment that's good enough that she'll stop doing this turtle shit uh afterwards. I'm 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 really saddened when you hear these stories, right? Nobody mm-hmm. should be profiting off of somebody else's loss. And nope. it's 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 sad when you have a person like this 
um, claiming to be, oh, I'm a family member. Oh, I talked to him before he died, and all these other lies to 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 get you know people to to hug you and feel bad for you to set up GoFundmes and 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 it's just ridiculous, man. And um, this is the worst type of person. Um, like, like I don't understand why. You know, they're con artists. Let's 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 get that out. All right, they're con artists, and I don't understand why. You know, people like this. Why people think that this is the best way to handle a situation, especially now. You know, with with uh, the mother. You know, who just lost his, her son has to deal with this kind of stuff, and then balance all this and police asking them about their cousin, her cousin, their cousin and. It's just ridiculous, man. And um, I hope they catch this woman. I know they said there's nothing um, being issued out right now um, in terms of them looking in. They're just saying they're looking into detectives. And um, it saddens me because, you know, it's Florida. So, you know, it being Florida, being the state that it is under DeSantis, you know, I, I don't trust luck and law enforcement to even do the right thing for a person of color. But um, I hope that um, that they actually catch this woman, and some kind of penalty is enacted. And uh, you know, you know, prayers definitely go off to to the family of um, Tyre Sampson. Man, it, this is this is a tough loss. But uh, yeah, what the fuck, man? Fucking Florida. Yeah. Fucking Florida. The the worst. All right, sir. I want to say thank you, thank you for we got another episode not online uh, stream, but uh, unfortunately we had to kill it. But we did get it offline. Uh, Beers, why don't you tell the lovely people where they can find right. you and uh, your recommendation for the week? All right, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bitsaki. That is B I T S A K E. Uh, we can put in Scorpio report. Either one of those two will get you to my Twitter handle. You can find me on Instagram at Bitsaki. That is B-I-T-S-A-K-E. My recommendation for this week is uh, so far, and I watch party, um, which you can find a link to in the Discord, or you can find a link to uh, on um, Khan's uh, Twitter handle. Uh, we've actually been watching um, Evil Season 2, and I'm enjoying every moment of it. I've, I'm having a lot of fun with the series. I, so that's my recommendation. Uh, recommendation this week is to basically give it a try. Awesome, thank you, Beards. Mm-hmm. Uh, my name is Khan. You can find me on Twitter under Mobies M O E B E S M O E B E E S. My recommendation for this week is actually going to be uh, Halo. It's not the most perfect show uh, on TV, but I think it's very entertaining. And I think definitely if you're a Halo fan. Uh, I'm sure you're already watching it, but if you aren't, you know, give it a try. Um, keep in mind, there's going to be a lot of changes, difference, uh, narration from the story. <laughs> but um, I think uh, overall, even though it's not bit by bit, it captures a lot of at least the feel of Halo. And sometimes, you know, as a watcher, I know a lot of people want to see everything be exact for exact, but I enjoy watching people take different interpretations, at least now, of, you know, of the uh, whatever media that they're covering, uh, whatever story that they're covering itself. And I, I, I like the uh, the interpretations that they're making and changing for it, right? I mean, it's still overall Halo, right? You got the Spartans. 
you're fighting the, the threat of the covenant who wants to wipe out life on earth so you know from a high level it's still halo right what even whether or not every character is exactly the same race or they're doing exactly the same thing or whether you're introducing new characters they were omitting old characters or changing old characters i think overall um the show itself as it stands so far has been pretty entertaining uh of course it's only two episodes in um but uh yes you can check it out on paramount plus i think fingers it's crossed show. yep fingers crossed indeed um everybody else i want to say thank you all for listening remember uh, we record here on twitch.tv when i'm able to stream every friday 10 p.m eastern i appreciate each and every one of you for listening before we go mr beards do you have a fuck you of the week mr beards uh yes i have a uh my my fuck you for this week goes to scum buckets and bottom feeders who use tools like gofundme to actually prey upon people's uh, empathy, whether they're faking that they have a disease or yeah. they're actually taking money away from people who actually need it without having any association to that person that they're collecting the money for and with no intention to actually give the money to that person. Yeah, so uh, like, fuck you, may you one day actually have an epiphany and realize the piece of shit that you are. I like to give. And that's the last one. I like to give a big fuck you to a movie that I haven't seen, Morbius, which I heard is utter trash, and I believe is utter trash. Uh, I would love to give a big fat fuck you to that. Um, and mainly the Sony who keeps putting out impelling garbage like this uh, continuously. Um, I know I was done with it, but I also want to give a big fuck you to all the people profiting off of this Will Smith, uh, Chris Rock stuff. Um, shit goes deeper than that and fuck you if you're profiteering uh, off of that bullshit and last but not least I actually um, want to um, give a shout out but I forgot what I wanted to give a shout out <laughs> because my memory is so bad I can never remember oh my gosh what was it what was it what was it oh yeah I wanted to give a shout out to um, Marlon Wayans uh, good job, man. Um, I'm going to say who he played or what happened, but showed up on the show. Bel Air, another show I will recommend for other people to watch. Uh, did a hell of a job, man. Uh, it showed people that, yeah, even when you're not doing, you know, comedy, that you can actually do some serious roles, and he, he did it. Yeah, he did a good job. I want to say thank you to all you listening. Thank you. Keep remember, keep uh, continuing to share. You can always reach us at in the know.com in the know.com I N T H E K N O E I N T H E K N O E.com. Uh, send us messages. You can reach us. Our discord, everything is there. Uh, if you need to get a hold of us, we want to talk about the show and so forth. And, uh, yeah, I want to leave it with that. And, um, April fool's, day is uh just about over but for our april fool's gag goodness we're not we're we're ending this show we're never coming back that was april fool's joke (laughs) ha ha funny (laughs) remember folks shoot this shit don't be shit shit. don't be shit peace out everybody peace bye let me go choke some couples and kill them